Welcome to T Dolder. Oh, do it again. Welcome to T Dolder. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> You're killing What's me, bro. good with you, bro? <laughs> yeah. Hey, drink some more beer. Solo Generous Podcast, episode two of the week, brought to you by Resilient Real Estate. Um, you know what time it is, boys. We got the UFC biggest card of the year, possibly. I mean, last pay-per-view was pretty fucking sweet, too. But um, this is one of the most anticipated fights, at least our podcast is looking forward to, um, and an elite card. So um, It's a super elite card. I mean, I'm looking at the fight card right now. There's 18 fighters on this card that are ranked. 18. I mean, wow. we go through cards sometimes where you only have, you know, main card guys that are ranked. 18 fighters on this card are ranked or, or and then two champions. You know, I mean, this is a huge card and we're talking Oliveria Poirier. I mean, two guys, two pod favorites on here. We get Amanda Nunes, one of the lady goats. So really excited about this card. I love how you said one of the lady goats. That fires me up. I know. She's I second. Know. He's such a big Shevchenko guy. She's better. Okay. <laughs> um, first thing I want to talk about, obviously the UFC... Um, they're getting their A squad commentary team on this one. They got John Anik, Joe Rogan, and DC going to be commenting on this one. Um, real quick, DC had a little bit of controversy coming up on the last UFC card where it got brought up in one of the fights. I don't remember. I think it was Armin Zarukian or somebody was fighting. And DC trains with guys still, right? He still fights. He still trains with guys. Oh, he doesn't fight anymore, but he still trains. And this is one of his training partners. And he was very much like, it was very one-sided commentating right and then he's kind of got a little bit of backlash on that so my question for you guys is how do you feel about that i mean is there a way to stop that i mean the you I, I like how the ufc is implementing guys like fighters into the commentary booth you have bisping kiesa does it dominic cruz does it but is it is it going to be a little too far with like some of the biasness potentially here, here here's what i'll say is because i really like dc um commentating right i will say the, Everything he says during the fight and that we hear has zero effect on what the fucking judges think. True. true. That's so true. it doesn't. It's just more of an annoying factor, I guess. I don't know. Say. I don't even think it's annoying. Like, uh, it just is what it is. I've noticed it. Was it the last card I noticed? It might have been the last card I noticed him saying some stuff where I was like, I just totally didn't agree with. And that might have been because I bet on the complete opposite side of what he's saying. <laughs> so that could very well be my bias. Um, but I don't know. I guess it's more of an annoyance and an actual problem for me. But I do like DC on here. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to remember which fighter it was. I can't remember right now. But anyway, I mean, the biggest thing, I think, like you guys said, it's not that it has an effect on the judges. But I think it does have an effect on the fans and fans that, you know, casually watch UFC. If you're betting on a guy and he says, oh, he, it's very one-sided on his commentating team. He thinks one guy wins. And then it's complete opposite. The other guy wins. Right. Right. So it does have that factor in it. Um, the only thing I could say is I just think there's going to be challenges throughout when the UFC wants to have fighters as commentators. You know, yeah. there's always going to yeah. be those challenges. I don't see how we kind of get over that hurdle unless it's ex fighters that are no longer active. But DC is still a coach. He's still active. He needs to not be a, a coach. Right. So should, needs... should there be some kind of yes. thing in place well, where just d- compare it to NFL, college football, mm-hmm. like a lot of the, you know, analysts are biased towards their teams. Right. The places they went to school, places they played for, but anytime you see a play-by-play guy, like Tony Romo, Troy Aikman, they're don't very bias the and Cowboys. Curb Street, and that's very neutral. and that's my that's my take. That's the difference that I see because I thought about mm-hmm. it, got brought up, and I said, you know what, I, you know, we obviously watch a lot of college football. Kirk Herbstreit, big Ohio State guy. Never have I ever said like, oh, Kirk Herbstreit really leans Ohio State to where it's like affects the viewer watching. Yeah, where like DC kind of does. So that's where I think maybe it just needs to be, they need to be a little past their playing days. You know, I mean, because DC retired, what, two years ago, a year and a half ago now? Yeah. Very close, close since he's fought. I mean, Dominic Cruz still fights. He's on this card and he still commentates, you know? He, he is on this card. So there, so, which is insane. Yeah. So I, I almost feel like there needs to be something in place with that, but I don't know. Just something to talk about. Um, but getting into the UFC card, as I mentioned before, UFC 269, Oliver Poirier. Insane card, 18 ranked fighters. I mean, we've got guys on the prelim cards that are, you know, former champions. Dominic Cruz is fighting on a prelim card here. I mean, this is insane. Right. Um, getting into the fight, let's start off at the top here. We always go over 
the fight of the night. Which fight do you think is going to be an absolute banger? Which fight do you think is going to get the bonus for this fight here? It's the main event. Oof. I you love it. These guys are ready for fucking war. Okay. And I mean, Oliveira coming off a really impressive win. Like a really impressive win. Mm-hmm. He's looked like he was going to lose in the first. Comes out in the second and fucking knocks Chandler out. Wild. Um, and then on the other side, you know, my guy, Dustin, two fights against one of the, you know, the legends of the sport, Conor McGregor, and the biggest he looked, the strongest he's looked, the probably the best he's looked, you know, just plain and simple. Like, this is going to be an electric fight. And not an electric where, like, they're going to beat the shit out of each other's face. Like, the electric, like, this is a UFC fight. MMA. No matter where it goes, mm-hmm. both fighters are are brilliant at the ground. Well, let's brilliant save, let's save at, it for when we break down the fight. Yeah. So, fight of the night. That's your fight of the night. All right. So, you I mean, that's, thinking? that's an easy way to pick. Um, I'm going to go Pedro Munoz, Dominic Cruz. Okay. I think both those guys are very evenly matched. I think they can go to war. Um, I think that's a decision fight. I really do. Um, but I think it's a very close fight. So, that's why I think it has a chance to be fight of the night. Okay. I'm going to go with our boy, Dan Ige. Well, Ige. Ige. I like Ige. Uh, Josh Emmett's a big power puncher. We'll break this fight down in a little bit. And Ige's very well-rounded. I think this is going to be a brawl. Absolute brawl. Right. I mean, Emmett and uh, Shane Burgos had a fight of the year con- con- contender like two years ago or last year. So I could see this one fight going down very similar. What is your favorite fight on the card? Fight you're looking forward to most, maybe besides the main main event. Um... I want to see O'Malley. I mean, that's my guy. Yeah. So I want to see O'Malley get in there and fight again. So I think more so more to see him. Okay. I'm interested in the actual fight. Okay. B, what are you thinking here? Uh, Neil Ponzabello. Okay. I think it's this is, that, this, that could be fireworks too. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, it really could be. That that's a really that's a really interesting fight. Um, and I don't really even know who I'd pick to win, but that that's going to be my favorite. I think that's the underrated favorite of, on the card okay i'm gonna get a, a, a very uh, interesting matchup i'm looking on in this card you have andre muniz and eric anders muniz is like the 14th ranked middleweight right now anders uh i've always i've always watched anders just because he's an alabama guy he played football he's a national champion um interesting matchup andre muniz we saw him submit uh jacare remember he snapped jacare's arm the last Ugh. time he fought and that was a huge shock like everyone's like you can't submit jacare so what the yeah. fuck are you talking about and this guy did it and then we were like, holy shit. And Anders is just very well-rounded and very athletic. I want to see this fight. I see if, if Muniz is able to take Anders to the ground because he's so athletic. He's so fast. Uh, he's strong, too. And he's coming. Uh, he fights with Henry Cejudo. See why? Cover your ears. So uh, <laughs> I think that's going to be a very interesting matchup that I'm looking forward to on this fight. So okay. really excited about that. Um, added this one to the... Uh, template today your dog of the fight there's obviously some heavy favorites in here but who's the dog that you think is going to get the job done here CY this is tough I think there's because the it's not like a true dog I really like um, I mean I'm going to go Ige I mean I, I, I think Ige can win this fight um, I, I think he's the good enough fighter um, like like you kind of mentioned to outskill um, this fight but I, I think I'll go Ige okay B, what are you liking here? Uh, I like Jordan Wright over Bruno Silva. Oof. Um, you got to remember, Wright's the guy that made the fucking highlight tape on Buckley's yeah. kick. Fuck. Which is brutal. And then his next fight, he goes and has a fucking highlight reel knockout. Hey, Jordan Pickett knocked him yeah. out. Yeah. So, that, I mean. That fight will be kill or be killed. It's one yeah. and a half and the under is like minus 250. Like, it's like, there's going to be a knockout in that fight. So, I mean, he's plus 280. Mm-hmm. Big dog. That's good value, I think, for a guy who can easily just go clean up a fight real quick. He's fucking big. He's powerful. I like him. Okay. Solid. Um, I like Max Schnell as the underdog against Alex Perez. Both guys are pretty highly skilled. Flyweight. Max Schnell is just kind of that guy. He's uh he's like killer be killed. Like he's gonna knock he's gonna get a knockout or he's gonna get knocked out. Um and I think he can knock out Alex Perez. He's had a long layoff. The last time he fought was against the champion or Former champion, Devinson Figueredo, he got uh, subbed by Guillotine. They both have hands. I think that's going to be a phenomenal fight. And I think Mac Schnell could get it done. So he, and he's a big dog at plus, what is that, 260? Woo. So a lot of, lot of uh, meat on the bone there for Matt Schnell. I like him. 
All right, let's get into the card here. As I said before, we're not going to break down every fight, but we are going to do some big highlight ones. There's two prelims we're going to break down, starting with uh, Pedro Munoz and Dominic Cruz. Pedro Munoz is the number eight ranked fighter, and he's a minus 115 favorite at the moment against the number nine ranked Dominic Cruz, who's a minus 105 right now. Dominic Cruz, former champion, um, some considered one of the bantamweight goats, um, a little past his prime now, but still having good competitive fights. What are you thinking here, boys? It's uh, a CY's fight of the night. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I'm back and forth. I really am. You know, I've, I've played a couple of simulations in my head of who's going to win this fight. Um, I, I still keep going back and forth. I don't know who's going to win. I guess I'm going to go with Cruz. I'm going to go Dominic Cruz. I just think, you know, I, I think he's a little bit better at this point in time of his career. Uh, but it's close. I, it's a flip of the coin for me. Okay. I think Munoz, he's coming off the loss to Aldo. I think he could win. I think he's he's ready to go. Solid. I'm going to take Dominic Cruz yeah. because I think he's faster. I think he's got better footwork, and I think that's kind of how Aldo beat him. You right. know, he's a little yeah, quicker fair. to the punch. He kind of went first. Where I think Munoz could win, and we, you know, we talk about this with ranked guys, older guys that age former champions, is at what point does their chin go? You know, Dominic Cruz is a guy that he's never been knocked out. So it's like, at what point does that happen? You know, he's taking Cody Garbrandt's punches. He's taking Dillashaw. He's ta- he's fought the best guys. Right. And Munoz does have a lot of pop. He's he's slower in this division, but he also is one of the more powerful guys. That's the one thing that I could see him winning, but I'm going to take Cruz by decision here. I think that's probably the most likely outcome that I like here. Um, number seven, Josh Emmett. This is your main event or your main prelim fight. You have number seven, Josh Emmett, a minus 180 favorite fighting number nine, Dan Dynamite Ige. Ige is a plus 155 right now. Uh, see why this is your dog in the night as well. Yep. So Take what do you got Ige. here? Um, I think you, you pointed to it earlier. I think Ige is just going to kind of sit back and play his cards right in this fight. He can't get caught. I mean, Emmett potential to knock him out is through the roof. So like, it's a very likely scenario. But at the same time, I think Ige is disciplined enough to stick to his game plan and win the longevity of this fight. I think he has to take this fight longer into the night um but i like Ige to be you know a more well-rounded fighter and win this um and avoid the knockout emmett by knockout mm, i right ride the hot hand he's he's hot right now and i think he could get it done big punching power he's had a layoff since he fought burgos and i thought burgos was gonna win that fight but emmett's hands just kind of stunned him and kept stunning yeah. him you know what i mean like he's he's powerful for this division that's there's no doubt about that um I'm going to take Ige. Um, I picked this as my fight of the night. I'm fucked. No, you're you're fine. No, that's two to one both fights. When this happens, I'm always fucking wrong. I'm going to be honest. I'm always wrong when you guys do this to me. I just don't like... I don't see how Emmett's a minus 180. That seems a little wide to me. Like, I I like Ige. And people are saying that because of Ige's last performance against the Korean Zombie, probably. Um, But 155 for Ige, I think that's good value. That's the side I'm going to land on here. Ige by decision seems pretty likely to me. Um, If that's... That's almost a lock if he doesn't get caught. Yeah, and what worries me, I mean... But he, I think he gets caught. He he very well could. He very well could. But what worries me, what we talked about last time with Korean Zombie, I mean, Korean Zombie dominated Ige on the ground, which was very shocking. We thought Ige was this, like... All I wouldn't say... Wrestler. Yeah, like, we didn't wouldn't, didn't think he was a world-beater wrestler, but we thought he was solid. We thought he could have a you know good ground game and actually do that to the zombie, and he couldn't. So that worries me in a way. Maybe Ige is not as well-rounded and as strong as we thought he was kind yeah. of thing. So that's my one hesitation I do have on Ige. But I do like him potentially because I think he's going to get the job done here. I like Ige a lot. All right. Main card, CY's boy. Uh, we've got Halloween Paiva at a plus 250 dog fighting. Sugar Sean O'Malley, who's a minus 310 favorite here. Uh, one thing I'll say about this, Paiva coming off a big win against the training partner, Sean O'Malley, Kyler Phillips. Paiva was a huge dog in that fight as well, and he came up and won. Paiva, also a former flyweight who's coming up to bantamweight as well, and he's pretty long for this division. What do you guys think here? I mean, no, Dana doesn't want anyone else to win in this fight, in this whole card, more than Sean O'Malley. True. Um, he's rooting for him. I like Sean O'Malley. I think he's, I think he's really good. Um, he's got to come out and win these kinds of fights, though. If we're going to think he's going to be as good as he has shown, he has to come out dominate this fight from the first day but like how good is sean o'malley uh, we he like, hasn't fought anyone like yet. that's the thing is like he's just gonna fight like he says he's on the uncrowned champion i'm the unranked champion it's like 
Well, do you want to be the actual champion? Yeah, we don't know. A- we don't know if he's turning down fights or if no one wants to fight him. We don't know the backstory or if Daniel won't feed him to the wolves yet. We just don't know. So well, all of- he can do is win his fights. The weird thing with Sean O'Malley is, I mean, it's not like he's brand new to the UFC either. Like, he's fought now, what is this, one, two, three, four, five. This will be his sixth fight in the UFC. If you're, like, on six fights in the UFC and you've won said fights, like, you're a top 15. You're riding, you know, he should be fighting the Frankie Edgar, Dominic Cruz guy by now. Right. He's not. I agree. So, it's... The way they're managing him is very strange, I would say. It is. It is. They, they want him to win, and he does win, and he fights on every main card, even though he's unranked. So that says a lot to me, too. But at some point, I think this is the fight where he wins, and he's going to say, okay, Dana might be like, now you are fighting Frankie Edgar. I agree. I think this is the last like, one. You've got to do it. Yeah, this is the last one. This is, your last, this is your last fight to figure it out. Agreed. Uh, little t- tangent there. But B, what do you think about this fight? I think he wins uh, decision. Okay. By, you know, the same stuff he always does. He's going to fucking outstrike him for three rounds. Mm-hmm. Get him get him worked up, get him beat up, win the fight. But, you know, to touch on what you guys are saying is this kind of felt like this should be a, the Aldo spot. Like the, the name, the brand, the card, he's got the two-title fight card. I, I mean, if you're not, like, super into UFC – you don't give a shit about Pavia, you know what I mean? Right. So, I hope he wins. <laughs> yeah. Because if he doesn't, then it's kind of just your your middle of the pack guy. Yeah. Yeah. Then it proves oh, that you should be fighting unranked guys. You fucking yeah. suck. Mm-hmm. And I'm not taking away from Halian Paiva. I think Halian Paiva is good. I think uh, he definitely has a route to win this fight. I think. Uh, What's oh, his route? He's just gonna have to work the outside. Just keep piecing from the outside. I mean, they're both. They're, you know, the funny thing is, like, they're long. O'Malley's long, but so is Paiva. Paiva's mm-hmm. also very long. Um, it's tough. I think Paiva might need actually a knockout in this fight because I think O'Malley's he I mean, he threw you know two hundred something strikes against Mutino. Like he hit that guy's fucking face in. Again, different fighters. I'll say that, but I don't see a route that Paiva. The way Paiva beat Phillips was by decision because Phillips just has no cardio and he fell off a cliff. O'Malley has pretty good cardio. I don't see that happening. I think O'Malley actually is going to knock out Paiva. I think probably, man, maybe first round knockout here. Maybe second round knockout. Okay. I think he's going to get it done early. I think because uh, Paiva got dropped against Phillips, who's also good. But I think uh, O'Malley is going to be able to finish the job here because he's got a little more cardio, a little he more gas to. tank. He, he needs, needs a, He needs a finish here. Um Interesting fight we have next at flyweight. We've got number six ranked Kai Kara France at plus one twenty, fighting the number seven at bantam at bantamweight Cody Garbrandt, former champion. Um, Garbrandt's a minus one forty favorite here. Garbrandt also obviously going down in weight to fight at flyweight at one twenty five. Before we get into the fight, how do we feel about Garbrandt cutting the weight here? Do we think this is a good move for him? Do we think the weight cut might be a little too much? How do you feel about this? I don't like it. I, I, I think he was in the right spot. Um, I don't think he should have cut this weight. I don't think it's good for him. I actually think he loses his fight. Um, I, I'm not a Garbrandt guy, though. Yeah, you hate him. So I, I don't think this is going to help him. But depending how the weight cut went, it, I mean, we've seen it, all different aspects of it. It's helped guys. It's made their careers thrive. So I just don't see that happening here. I, I think it's a bad move for his future and his career. What are you thinking? I don't think France has fought a guy like this. Like I think this is another, another level for him. I mean, he's fought the current champion, Marino, yeah. but, you know, fucking, what, three years ago? And he lost that fight. Yeah. So, like, it's another level. Garbrandt, he's a you know veteran. He fights the big fights. He's been a champion. I think he gets it done on the big stage. I'm not too worried about the weight cut. Um, he's he's a solid performer in the UFC. I think he can get it done. And I, I don't know why you hate him. He hates him. Yeah, like hate him. Oh, where just, did it start? And it wasn't like, it wasn't on the podcast. This is like a general I, hate no, outside of I the podcast. I almost feel like you liked him against yeah. Dillashaw. I because I'm a big Dillashaw guy. And I yeah, thought at the time you might have been a Garbrandt. I, I guy. was a Garbrandt guy. I just think he's a little overrated. Like he hmm. gets favored in these fights, and then. Like he was so bad for so long, and then he knocked a guy out, and now it's like, oh, fucking, no love's back. You know, like I just I don't see it. I, I think I you think hate the nickname. 
I just found you know, out. I actually you, like his nickname. He, he, he no, hates the nickname. No, I don't mind the nickname. No, you hate it. No, I just, I thought he was fucking terrible. And the way you said it. We, we like <laughs> propped him up to be like back after he lost. He got bobbled like four times in a row. Well, so he gets bobbled twice by Dillashaw and then he gets bobbled by Pedro Munoz. And then he get bobbled one more time. No, he got bobbled then. But then he then fought, he knocked out Asancio and then he just lost every single second against uh, Rob Font. Every second. He got dominated in that. Yeah, fight. so he's lost four out of five. Yeah. But Font's a dude. And he had the knockout. You know, I just... Follows you on Instagram. I love Rob Font. Yeah. I fuck with Rob Font. Tough fight last week. So you hate Garbrandt. That's fine. Um, I, I don't love the weight cut. They showed a picture of him at 125, and he did not look good. Like, he looked sunken and bad. Like... One... Really, really quick. Yeah. We were watching the... Me and Joe show were watching... You know, we're in the East Coast. Mm-hmm. You think about college football games being late. The main event was at like one in the morning there. We're still at the bar. Like Rob Font watching Rob Font fight. Yeah. And it was like, and that was like, went to decision. Yeah. So five rounds. It was such a long fight. Like, it was a good we, fight. Yeah. So anyways, tangent. But like you talk about East Coast, like that's, that was nuts. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. I enjoy West Coast where like the fight will end at, you know, 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. And then. I can still drink and enjoy the rest of my night. At that point, it's like your night's over. Yeah. You, know, you finish a fight at one or two and then it's, it's like. It's over. You're done. We left after that. Yeah, exactly. But it's like we still have time to like enjoy the night after that. But anyway, back to this fight. I don't like uh, 125 for Garbrandt. I think 135 was probably not easy for him to make, honestly. But yeah. um, in this fight, however, I like him because Kai Kerafrant body, body type between these two guys. Let me. I want to say they're pretty similar as far as height. Yeah, Garbrandt's the way bigger guy. He's 5'8". Kai Kerafrant's 5'4". Reach is oddly on Kai France here a little bit. But at the end of the day, I think Garbrandt, he's not fighting a lanky guy like Rob Fontes. He's not fighting a super quick guy like Dillashaw. And Garbrandt, to his credit, is also very fast himself. So I like I like Garbrandt to get the job done here. I think he probably knocks him out because Kai France is not the most durable guy in the UFC. So I think Garbrandt's going to get the job done here. I'll... I'll, I'll keep playing the Garbrandt game, Cody. Fair. All right. Um, another big fight that you guys talked about as being one of your favorites here. We have Jeff, hands of steel, Neil, minus 110. It's an exact pick fighting Santiago Ponzinibbio, the number 14 ranked fighter at minus 110. Both guys at one point were ranked in the top 10. Uh, Jeff Neal coming off two straight losses, Neil Magny and Wonderboy Thompson. Ponzinibbio coming off a big win against Baeza. And coming off, you know, a very long layoff where he was out for like two years and was ranked in the top five at one point. And now he's kind of crawling and scratching his way back up to the top. Very interesting fight here to pick him. B, let's start with you this time. Ponzinibbio, dude. Yeah. I fucking love that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if he, he grinds him out, dude. I think he grinds him out. Like, Neil has not been really good in those third rounds in his last two fights. That's where he's lost. So, I mean, I like the fight. To go to decision, I like Ponzinibbio. Okay, give me Neil. Oh, give me Neil. I love Ponzinibbio, but the fact that layoff to me just—he's not the same guy since he's come back. And I know he won his last fight, but the uh, who was it? Baeza. The, uh, who was the fight before that? Li Jing Liang. Yeah, G- that Jing fight. Lei Jing Jiang. Like knocked him out. Yeah, and I think Neil. I think Neil can do the same thing. Um, I just think Ponzinibbio doesn't have the same chin as before that two-year layoff. Um, and I, I hate to I hate to see it because I do love Ponzinibbio, but that injury, man, I, it's, I don't think he's the same guy. I don't. So, and I think Neil's an up and comer. I think Neil Neil's a good fighter. I think this is a big fight for him. Fair enough. All right, I'm trying to find out the exact date of when this happened. But Jeff Neal actually got arrested two weeks ago for a DUI. Did not know that. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, little. Is little, he gonna fight? He's fighting. Oh, good. oh, he's fine. No, he's fighting. It happened on Thanksgiving. I'm trying he to got find. Got arrested on Thanksgiving for a DUI. Yeah. And is fighting. Dana's just like, fuck it, I don't care. Yeah, what, I, fuck. Dana don't give a fuck. What a slap dick. Dream replacement for the fight last minute go. Hamza Shemaev. Yeah, it's fucking sick. Hamza Shemaev and Ponzinibbio would be a, bra- would be a brawl. Yeah, it would. That'd that, be a sick fight. That's fucking tight. No one else needs the answer. That's the that's <laughs> that's the answer. Um, but as far as far as this fight goes, I I do think that plays a little bit of factor in it. I don't know exactly where Jeff Neal's head's at, but I, I know Santiano Ponzinibbio isn't getting arrested, you know, on Thanksgiving. So um, I'm gonna take Ponzinibbio in here. I think that first Li Jing Liang fight. I'm gonna just. 
throw that one out the window and say that that was an anomaly. I'm going to say, you know what? Shit happens. Ring rust, you know, whatever it is, fine. He came back in. He had a great fight against Pi- or uh, against Baeza this last fight. He looked fantastic. Brutal war. Um, and I think he's going to get the job done here. I don't think Jeff Neal is nearly as... Um, he doesn't throw enough volume for me to really pick him in a lot of fights here. So I think uh, Ponzinibbio is going to get it done that way. What I will say, though, I mean... Ponzinibbio's chin broke two fights ago. Doesn't yeah. mean he won't break again, especially with a big power punch like Jeff Neal. So that's what I see happening. So, all right, number eleven, Juliana Pena. And again, number eleven, Juliana Pena, as a plus five fifty dog fighting the champion Amanda Nunez, who is a minus eight hundred uh, favorite. Um, I think the odds say it all, and also the rankings say it all right now. Um, I think a lot of people were scratching their heads when this fight was made. Yeah. Um, here we are again. Uh, I think Nunez had COVID when this first fight was fo- book, this fight was booked a couple months back, but we're getting it now. A fight that nobody asked for, but we're still getting. Do we see a chance for Juliana Pena? Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll give you the chance. Right give here. it to me. Actually, there's no chance. <laughs> no, I mean she's. I, I feel like Nunez. If it was uh, three, four other fighters across the ring from her to this fight. I would might give a slight chance because she looks not into it. She saying kind, Nunez doesn't look into yeah, it. Yeah, Nunez kind you know she's new mother. She kind of looks out of place right now, not into the sport, mm-hmm. kind of overlooking this fight already. All that being said, she's gonna just go fucking dominate. This is the most dominant fighter in the last like three years. Mm-hmm. I know it's women's, but it is like this is a big lock, yeah. huge lock. Fair. See why? Uh, it, lock. Don't overthink it. It's just how long it goes. How long is it until she decides to, to fight Shevchenko it. again? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, this fight, like I watched Juliana Pena's last fight against Sarah McMahon. And yeah, that was on the Connor card? Yeah. Number two, the second time they fought. Well, the first time they fought the in first. this most recent yeah, time yeah. in January. Um, and the funny thing is about that fight. Sarah McMahon was win- won the first two rounds, I thought. And it took a Hail Mary sub by Pena at the end to win it. So, and Sarah McMahon's not even ranked. Like, and we haven't we haven't heard it yet from CY. There's levels to this shit. That's not right. even worth. That's not even worth. <laughs> yeah. No, right. this is this is retarded. Yeah, right. And I think in this fight, I think that is her only route is to somehow sub Amanda Nunes, which doesn't happen because she's also a black belt and she's super skilled on the floor. Um, I just don't see it happening, unfortunately, for Juliana Pena. And the funny thing is about Juliana Pena, like, she's a good fighter. I'm not saying she's a bad fighter. Like, she's been up there. I mean, she's beaten Kat Zingano. She's beaten Nico Montonio. But she lost to Jermaine Durandamine, who is the... She's kind of the gatekeeper of 135. Her and Holly Holm have established each other. If you beat both of them, then you can fight for the belt. And she yeah. lost to her. So, and she's also lost to Valentina Shevchenko before. It all. I mean, of course. But, duh. But anyway, in this fight, her only route to win is by sub here and... Even that, it's going to be a long shot. Yeah. You're not subbing Nunez. You're not subbing Nunez. Is Nunez parlayable? Is she just straight up? No, I mean, I'd, probably, I'd probably throw fucking $20 on Pena just to throw it away, <laughs> just in case, because it case. is fighting. I'd probably, throw, I'd probably just stay away. It's not even worth throwing in a parlay. For Nunez, 800 yeah. No, that's not worth not worth your time. Your parlay's that, fucked if you do that. Yeah, unless you parlay like every fight. Depending on your limit. Yeah, but even that is really going to help your odds. Exactly. No, I don't think so. All right. So what's next for Amanda Nunez? I mean, I know we, we talk Shevchenko every time. I mean, is there any other route here? Khabib retirement. Oof. Yeah. I mean, Shevchenko or bust. There's no one else that can even come close to pushing her. Not not that I see right now. We yeah, we just haven't seen that. Yeah. I mean, get the, get the division going a little bit more next year. Get some more fights in the division. They, like, they have that girl from on, PFL, on, that Kayla yeah. Harrison girl. She's supposed to be like the next dot, like the next really, really elite fighter. They kind of train together, so I think Dana's working on. They are. Some she's stuff. a free agent. Yeah, she's a free agent. But her and Cyborg have been getting into it more, so she might go to Bellator. But uh, I think that's the only that's the next logical move is just to try and fight uh, Kayla Harrison. And you got to you outside of you know Nunez, you got to build the division up a little bit. I mm-hmm. think he needs to put more cards on like fight nights and prelims of this this weight yeah kind of hype that up a little bit well True. the problem i mean this one's fighting at 135 but the 145 pound division i think is going to collapse itself because 
Felicia Spencer, who was the gatekeeper at 145, who has she beat Megan Anderson, she beat everybody else at that eight at that uh weight class, and then she just retired. So it's like you got no one else at 145 for her now. And Nunez wants to be at 135. That's her true weight class, so it makes the most sense for her. So I don't really know about the 145 pound division moving forward. Um, it, it's unless you bring back Cyborg and have a number two editor, and then. You know, because the problem with Shevchenko and Nunez is they're just so both so damn dominant. It's right. it's hard to find fights. Like she's fighting a number eleven ranked fighter because she's already beaten everybody else. Yeah, there's no one else to fight her. You know what I mean? Which is unfortunate. So, um, but moving on from that, that's Dana's problem, not ours. Charles Oliveria, the champion, he's a plus one thirty five favorite right now, or excuse me, plus one thirty five dog is going to fight the Diamond Dustin Poirier. Who is a minus 160 favorite right now now this is a fight that both of these two guys i'd say i'd say they're podcast favorites yeah you know oliveria he's not necessarily like anyone's favorite fighter but i think he's very well respected he's very well um he's very well liked from this podcast and from you know from us talking about him multiple times and he's grinded his way up to that belt and hats off to him for getting it done and same with dustin you know i mean i know i think dustin is b's favorite fighter which is awesome but dustin you know he took the money fights, took care of business there, and he's getting his chance to be the undisputed champion right now. Yeah. But I mean, even his money fights are a fucking biggest name legend. Oh, of course. There's no, no easy money fight. You want your Dustin Poirier's last five fights? They're, um, I could probably tell you. Yeah. Connor. Connor. Yeah. Hooker. Yeah. Khabib. Holloway. Yeah. Unreal. Goat. I just named fucking five goats. You named Hall of Famers. Yeah. But Dan Hooker, probably not. But, like, other than that, I mean, we're talking Hall of Fame guys. And Poirier's beaten Holloway twice. He's beaten McGregor twice. His his true only blemish, honestly, in Poirier's career, like, he's a Hall of Famer, but he has he actually has not won the undisputed lightweight title. Like, he was yeah, the interim that's... one, but and there is no Hall of Famer that hasn't won the actual belt. So this but is his only His hurdle. resume is second to none. But he hasn't won right. the unstudied belt. And here's sure his he needs shot. needs the belt. He needs the belt. So this is his chance to say, now I'm a Hall of Famer. You know, now he is the true undisputed champion. Um, what do you guys got in this fight? Let's get into it. I'll, I'll start. Do it. I mean, because I'm going to kind of just touch on what we already did. Oliveira. I mean, he looked so impressive in the Chandler fight. Yeah. And Ferguson, who, you know, who's a legend. Okay. We just named two. Even before that, I mean, his Kevin Lee performance was great, too. But we're naming Kevin Lee. Yeah. True. Here's, here's my difference. Yeah. What, do we, what did we just name for Dustin? Dustin has been there, done that. A Charles, Charles Oliveira does not fucking scare him. Well, here's the thing. Even before that Max Holloway fight, it was Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gaethje. And yeah. those are both wins. Both wins. Yeah. I, just Oliveira doesn't have the talent resume. I'll say that. Talent resume that Dustin has. I don't think he's fought anyone close to Dustin's talent level. I know we hyped Chandler up and he, you know, he came from Bellator. He's, he was awesome. Mm -hmm. And he had a fun fight with Gaethje and he can compete. But, does that but is he a winner? He's not. No, but like, like, yes, like, Ferguson and Chandler, maybe they're not the caliber of McGregor, Habib, whatever. But does that matter in this fight? Like, does it? No, it doesn't. It, I mean, it, it may be for, like, the nerves in the first 15 seconds of the fight that Dustin knows how to handle it or, you know, Dustin knows how to maybe control himself longer in the fight. You, I guess you could argue that. But I think all that stuff gets thrown out the window when you're you're going toe to toe, and I I get what you're saying. I, I well, do. what I'm saying is Dustin is hands down a better fighter, like hands yeah. down. See, I don't see that's where I think I draw the line. I don't know if I can go there yet. I think why not? What what is Oliveira giving you? Oliveira, I mean, I, yeah. I don't want to shit on. I like Oliveira, so I don't want to shit on him too hard, like hyping my guy up. Yeah. He's my guy. Yeah, but. Has he given you where you're like thoroughly impressed? Okay, I've heard. But is it Oliveira or Oliveria? Who cares? I know. I just keep going just back keep and going. forth. Um, <laughs> like yeah. what? Like what? Is he giving you where you're like, man, the guy's fucking elite? His last two performances, I've been like, this motherfucker. But to B's credit, 
you know, Tony Ferguson is not the same Tony Ferguson. No, but Michael we did, Chandler but what put, is an action fighter, which we saw in that fight, and it was a right. good fight. But is he the level? You know, I mean, he was pushed. He pushed Charles Oliveira in that fight, where I think B saying Gaethje might just, or not Gaethje, but uh, Poirier would just run through here's, Chandler. Okay, but here's the here's the thing: if you're going to put that energy on Oliveira for Ferguson, you need to put that same energy on McGregor. No, you have to. You, ha- I know you're biased on this. I'm not, but you. It's okay. not even close. You have to put that same. You're energy. telling Connor me. Would you're telling the- me the decline for Ferguson is the same as the decline for McGregor. Yes, exactly. Not even close. Exact same. Connor it, Connor is competitive in those Dustin fights. That last like, fight extremely was extremely competitive. That last fight was not competitive. That was that Dustin won the first round. I'm not saying that. But and it was Connor got his shots in. Yeah, the first like, round let's was not competitive. act like it was a it was a blowout here. Okay, Dustin won the round, but McGregor is not on the decline. The same he broke thing. his fucking ankle. It's like, the same thing. It's the same. If you're gonna put the energy on Tony Ferguson or not give dude, not, Tony's decline is is aggressive. Wait, just because he's fought more. Right? No, because he but looked he, like shit. But he started that decline. And I that, love Tony Ferguson. Oliveira started Ferguson's decline. Let me ask you a question. He put him in the decline. And Gaethje put him in the decline. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. If Michael Chandler and Dustin Poirier fought right now, do you think there's any shot Dustin loses and loses a round? Maybe a round, but no. Not the fight. I don't think so. No, he doesn't lose a fight. There's no, I don't think he loses Dustin a fight. Dustin was a different ref away from getting called. That fight over, or but, I'm sorry, oh, uh, Oliveira yeah. was a, that, a a different ref away. He was just getting his fucking saying. head beat I in do what you get and saying. survived the round. I do get what you're saying, but you guys are factoring in other things that's happened since then. But you got to remember, Ferguson was hyped the fuck up uh, yeah. for the Oliveira fight. That was like Tony Ferguson, Oliveira. Boom. Oliveira makes him look like shit. He looked like shit ever but since. But you were also on this podcast saying Tony Ferguson was going to get fucking demolished. Because Oliveira is that fucking good. Like, give the guy credit for putting these guys in demise. No, I, I like I like the guy. If, if Chandler would have beat Gaethje, you'd have a different a, a different mindset of how the Oliveira and the Chandler fight went. True, I'm, but, but I'm putting has but I'm lost, putting a perspective in to how dominant Dustin is outside of a Khabib lost in the last fucking uh, five not, years. There's no one that beats him, and it's but, not close. But I'm not arguing against Pori. I'm just saying put the guys keep the same energy for him, like. You got to keep the Ferguson and the McGregor thing the same to me. I, think, I don't think it's the same. I though. think it's the same. I think it's the exact You're, same. You watch those fights and you say that Ferguson's decline is the same as McGregor. I disagree. McGregor has shown nothing that he's done. He's competitive. Like he's boxing. For 30 seconds? Okay. Nope. In, in 45 the, seconds? In the first fight. In the first fight. In the first fight, he won yeah. that first round. That first he won, fight, he, he won the good. first round. Tony, Tony got, Ferguson hasn't won a round he in did, five he didn't, fights. And then the first round, he didn't check the leg kicks, got his leg busted up, and then got knocked out for the first time in his career. McGregor, and then the second McGregor one, he lost a round and broke his leg. McGregor like, hasn't won a, a fight or he's won one round in the last, what, five years, four years? When's the last... Like, well, his last win, sure, but like he won that round against Dustin, you know. He beats Ferguson pretty easily. Yeah, and he beat the shit out of Serona. But like, but like I think it's decline. the same. I think it's the same. I I think I don't know why we're talking about Connor so much. I'm just trying to give <laughs> well, a perspective just, we're giving, of how fucking dominant but Dustin. You're is. giving Dustin more credit for his wins than you are for Oliveira for his wins, and I don't think that's fair yet. Like, I don't think that's fair to put to in downplay the, Oliveira and last, say that Dustin's that much better than him because he's Dustin. Don't get me wrong, Dustin's elite, but. Oliver is a motherfucker. I think I, here's what it is, honestly. And yeah. here, here's Cody's take. Cody thinks that Oliveria would beat McGregor, which oh yeah, might I do, be, which might be true. So he's saying that the level of competition doesn't matter because at the end of the day, Dustin beat McGregor he belo- twice. You think he thinks Oliveria, Oliveria beat belongs beat in the category we just named with all these guys? Oh, 100%. Okay, that's oh, 100%. fair. And I think that's fair too, though. No, because, that's fair. Because to his point, like... I mean, we're we're going on a ton of tangents now, but to his point, like should, it's, it's a bad it's a bad yeah. matchup for McGregor, you know. I mean, and to his point also, Oliveira is the champion. You know, we talk about Dustin, we talk about Dustin, we talk about Dustin, but well, that's my guy. Yeah, which is fine, but Charles Oliveira is the lightweight champion. Tulson, uh, Charles Oliveira is on a twelve fight winning streak. Like and the guy a, deserves a, his he, flowers, and he won me a lot of money against Chandler. Oh, hundred percent, he won us well, money. Yeah, we. Had, I had no doubt that he was not going to win that fight. I no, in that first round, we might have. Yeah, I mean, the first round was a little sketchy. It was sketchy. Really sketchy. Same thing with Dustin. I guess you guys want to say with McGregor if you guys think it was that dominant. It wasn't sketchy. It was a competitive. We said competitive. It was a competitive fight. It 100% was. Competitive round. Both first rounds were competitive. It was a round. 
two rounds. It was the second, beginning of the second round, wasn't it? Stop talking about Connor. I know. <laughs> right. Stop talking I about know. Connor. We find a way because he's the biggest name. Well, yeah, and, I know, but... and Dustin's kind of career revolved around yeah, him. In a, way, in a lot of ways, yes, yes. All of 2021. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we cut you off a little bit there, B. Uh, <laughs> we, we got on the common opponent or the not the common opponents but the opponents in the last fight kind of cut yeah. you off there but i mean break down i mean what the you've fight. seen yeah, yeah what you've seen from both these guys more or less um what i've seen from Oliveira is dominance in all aspects of of ufc mm-hmm. he's great on the ground he's a real brazilian jiu-jitsu champion and then he showed power against chandler and all which of a sudden was, he's got nasty which hands. was really scary and that you know that's why I didn't want to downplay him too much why hyping my guy up, but I kind of did. But yeah. no, he's a motherfucker, like CY said. Um, so he's a good fighter. Dustin, you know, I've said enough about Dustin and what he's done. Keys to the fight, I think Dustin finishes him like he's been finishing Connor. Like he's been, you know, he he's going to be a terrific striker. He's going to win on his, you know, on his feet. And if he gets taken to the ground, I'm not worried. It's not that big of a gap, skill gap on the ground. Mm. And I think he could get up when he when he wants to. And if he's in a tight spot, he can survive it. And then when they get back on their feet, he's going to bust them up again. I think. Do you think Oliveira can take down Poirier? No. Okay. If he does, it's because he rocks him first. I think if he lays hands on Dustin, he can eventually get him down. Or Dustin makes the mistake thinking like, Okay, I, he gets let me, into his guard a little bit. Yeah, he gets in, or he takes him down, and then all of a sudden, Oliveira's doing wonders from his back. And you're like, okay, what are you doing? Dude, and I, and I think we're CY um, gives a lot of credit to Oliveira because him and I watched the Ferguson fight together, and you and I watched the Chandler fight together, and I still play flashbacks in my head from that Ferguson fight Yeah, of the sheer, like... Dominance. Dominance and jiu-jitsu prowess that Oliveira had, like... Oliveira was on top, and Tony Ferguson's no slouch on the bottom, on the ground, or anything. Yeah. And Oliveira was just like floating on top of him. Floating. It was like it was like, okay, you want to do that? Up, oh, I'm right here. Oh, you're gonna move here? I'm right here. No, his. Oh, ju- I'm right here. His jujitsu. And I'm right here. And you guys. Know, and I'm right here. I love jujitsu like, more than any others. And Charles Oliveira <sighs> is he's god level. Like, yeah. He's god no, level. He is. Like I mean, most submissions in UFC history for a reason. He's the, he's that guy. Uh, so you, you're saying Dustin knockout? That's what you're thinking there. Dustin. Uh. TKO. I think it's stoppage. TKO. I don't think he sleeps him. Yeah. But Fair. TKO. See, why are we thinking here? I think, I mean, I love both these guys. Yeah. You know, we've said it the whole time. But um, I think the determining factor is how well Oliveria does with Dustin's strength. If if the strength, because Dustin's fucking strong. And, and if, that's what's funny is that wasn't really something that I put a factor in with Dustin's game a lot. But his last McGregor fight... He looked fucking huge. Strong. Both both of them. Strong. So, Colby Covington always talks shit about Poirier because they used to fight or whatever, but because um, Poirier or because Covington, him, he says they walk around on the same rate and he's like, I'm not a bitch. I'm not going to cut down the lightweight. But apparently, they say that Dustin walks around at like 185, 190. They say he's fucking huge. When he fights, he looks massive. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the big factor. If Oliveira is out muscled by him, then he's going to have a rough time in this fight because. Poirier will be able to control the ground and, you know, and kind of out-wrestle him, per se, you know, and hold him and not really wrestle, but, you know, control what he wants Oliveira to do. He and, just kind of control where the fight goes, yeah, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, I think it's a lot more even on their feet Ooh. than people think. No, um, no shot. Dustin's the best, like, no. Dust, Dustin's proven it, but Oliveira's boxing has gotten a lot better I know, and, and I, 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 I mean, Chandler is a world-class boxer. Like, I think Chandler's just very well-rounded. I wouldn't say he's a great boxer. But, but he knocks people the fuck out. Oh, he's got power. Yeah. He doesn't have power. He has, he has probably one of the most power in this division, mm-hmm. like as far as like a one-punch power. I mean, But I, do not get it twisted, and I'm going to bring him up again. He just fucking dominated... The one uh, of the best uh, world class strikers we've ever I, watched. I agree, and I think all I think he's better than Oliveira. I do, but it's not one of those things where it's like that much of a difference as you, people think. Did you watch the Holloway fucking Poirier fight? Yeah. Just that was a nasty did, fight. By did the you way. watch it? Yeah, uh, but 
Is Hallway one of the best strikers in the UFC, if not the yeah, best? Yeah, of course he is. Dustin beat him. That fight was very close, by the way. Yeah. Like, well, that fight, the only thing that I, and to what we're talking about right now, what the X factor in that fight was, was the fact that Poirier was stronger than Holloway. Yeah. Poirier, where Poirier was like an actual 155er, and Holloway was like a 145er who was just fighting at 155. Cut like t- Who just pounds. cut less, right? Yeah, he who cut like cut less. Pounds. And he, he might have outstruck him points-wise, but Poirier was like, Fucking beating, and him that's up. what I think the but difference he can, is in this he can game. Hang with the elite. We just talked okay. about two of the elite. You want to talk fights? Then we then let's really get into it because I'm gonna get pissed off. Then how are you gonna get pissed off about? Because the way B is talking about Oliveira right now is just not thinking about the whole aspect. Okay, why was he able to win the fight against Max Holloway? Who? Poirier. Poirier? Yeah, I just said he was stronger than him. I think he landed more damage. He yes. hits. What's a very? It's not a boxing match, right? No. But when you when you fight Max Holloway, it's a boxing match. You have no concern about going to the ground. When you fight Oliveira, yeah. there's got to be in the back of your head that he can take you to the ground and beat you on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. So it changes your boxing mentality when you fight a guy like that. When you fight Conor McGregor, are you scared he's going to try to take you to the ground? Never. No, never. When you fight Oliveira, it's going to change your mindset and make him a better striker against you. Okay, and- did I, I, I love what you're saying. It's just really good UFC talk. Good talk, Cody. Um, did you watch the Khabib fight? Yes. Okay. Khabib, Dustin Poirier. That is the closest I've seen to Khabib getting beat up. You know what I mean? Well, he didn't lose a round in that fight, technically. But we're... But, hey, but to his credit, Poirier stumbled Khabib on the feet. Stumbled him. He fucking rocked him. So, he's... I, and I get what you're saying. I actually I agree with you full-heartedly. It does change. You're not going to be the same striker worried about a takedown. I 100% agree with you. What you said is perfect. But it, with Dustin, he's been there, done that. He it has. doesn't matter. He it has. doesn't matter. He's going to smack you in the face just as hard as he would if he didn't worry about your takedown. But what, what's also a difference, too, is... And I don't think he's worried about Oliver's takedown. K- Khabib's elite... Right, could be at, at taking someone at down. taking someone down, right? Oliver is elite at ending the fight as soon as you get to the ground. Fair, point. and that's a difference as well. Like even if he was to get taken down by Khabib, I think Dustin had that confidence. Like he wasn't going to get knocked out right away. He could survive. Well, he survived. Survives. He survived four rounds. Right. Yeah. When Oliver takes you to the ground, there's a fear. Oh, that, I'm scared. Watch that, it. Yeah. No, this fight's over right away. Oh, 100. percent I agree with you. <laughs> but Oliver's that's on the different ground. as well. But the level of difference in the takedowns, like I don't think Oliver can take him down. Like, I really don't. Do you think Oliver can knock him out? Anyone can knock anyone out. But after last fight, I have to say yes. Yes. I'd have to say yes after That's last fight. Scary. That's why Oliver is so scary. That's why Oliver is. He's a scary motherfucker. I mean, I haven't seen. But this, but what's scary about Dustin, this is the best version of Dustin we've ever seen. Ever seen. I hate the, that fucking term. Why? Best version of anybody. I hate that. Like, why? What, why is this the best version? I just, the last fight, he looked he the looked best great. he's ever no, looked. No, he did. I know it's just it's it's more about the McGregor. Everyone says best Everyone version says, of McGregor. Well, they said after fucking training camps. Yeah. This is after fights were saying. Yeah, they the just best post Dustin. Instagram pictures yes. and shit. No, this is the best. Like the last time you're saying Dustin, based on fights, which is fair. Best the last time we saw Dustin in the ring was the best, and not just skill. I level, thought he ever looked. Not just skill. We're talking like physically too. Physically, he's fucking huge, dude. Big and not like, dude. It was insane. Yeah, he's like, big. This is gonna be. A, I mean, I'm so excited for this fight. Like Hooker, Holloway. Even Khabib, because he did rock him in that fight, like that uh, third round, I think. Mm-hmm. This Dustin, like he said, might have finished that, dude. There's another level of strength to him right now. Big boy. He's fucking that, massive. I'm telling you, that's the difference in this fight, is how how much stronger he is than Oliveria. Because if he's a lot stronger than Oliveria, controls the fight, then it's over for Oliveria. It is what's, your, what's your final go? I, I, I obviously have Dustin by TKO. Oliveria decision. Decision? Yeah. War. <laughs> oh my God. You think Oliveria can win decision? Yeah, I do. That's crazy. I do. I'm saying right now, that's fu- So you think he's going to control him on the ground for yes. rounds? Yes. You think Dustin can survive on the ground that long? I think he can. I think he can. I think that's he- true. The guy's got a fucking heart of a lion, dude. And that's the X factor. Yeah. That's the X. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. K Morg. That's crazy, by the way. Yeah. All of everybody's decisions fucking crazy. That's got to be I weird. love that prop. Either, What's the prop? It's, it's either fat as hell. Probably either fat. a decision or I think Oliver's sub in third in the. But you like round. you like Oliver. He loves Oliver. Yeah. 
So interesting Wild. though, because you also said Oliveira would be champion by the end of 2021. That's why I got to stick. So with he's it. sticking with it. I'm sticking so with it. That's part of your. That's yeah. part of your nonsense. I said that early. That was like in June. We we no, said, no we did it in January. We did it before uh, McGregor Poirier. Won. We did yeah oh. we did it before any of this mess. Yeah, we did it early in the year. You said, did you say Dustin? No, you said, said Hooker. You said Hooker. <laughs> I thought Dan Hooker was going to get a Dustin rematch. Yeah. That fight no, was fucking thought. crazy. That was one of the he was thinking, fights of He was time. thinking Poirier was going to beat McGregor, yeah. which happened, but then he thought Hooker was going to beat Chandler, and he thought that was going to be the rematch for the belt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which was fair at the time. Yeah, it would have been Hooker Oliveira as a Yeah, I got, as I got a belt, Olive, as a title Oliveira shot. Oliveira decision or sub late. Crazy. Absolute madness. Um, for me, I'll talk about Oliveria first. I mean, as we said multiple, multiple times on this, right? I mean, the guy is jujitsu god. Like, he's god level. He's goat level. He's up there with Damian Mayas and has more submission victories in the UFC than Damian Mayas. So that that should put some perspective on how dangerous Charles Oliveria is. I mean, he had Tony Ferguson's arm behind his head at one point. That was disgusting. That was insane. And then beyond that, the guy knocks out Michael Chandler. I mean, the guy has fucking real hands as well. I mean, we watched that fight. And the other thing about Oliveira that they have this narrative about him that he quits in fights. I mean, shit. That first round of that Chandler fight, he was getting his head beat in. Head beat in. And that's what I'm saying. Like, a different ref could have called it. For sure. He was getting that side fist. No, he was getting hammer fisted from the side. Yeah. Definitely. So, I mean, and then he comes back around and then sleeps him with with the left check. Nasty. Nasty. Like, nasty. Like, I'm, I'm, like... Like we said before, like, I'm going to give Charles Oliveira the credit he deserves, man. I mean, the guy is a champion in the UFC. I mean, he's fought, I don't know how many times, how many fights he has in the UFC, but the guy has been here for a long time and he deserves everything that he's got. Okay. The problem, not the problem for him, but here's the thing about Dustin Oliveira, as we said a little bit, or I said Dustin Oliveira, wow. wow. Dustin Poirier, Jesus. which is interesting, is the fact that we said, you know, he survived four rounds on the ground with Khabib, you know? And that's that's the ground and pound from Habib. That's the dominant pressure from Habib. That's everything, you know, that he survived from him. I truly do think that Dustin Poirier is capable on the ground. And I don't I don't think he gets submitted by Oliveri. I don't. Because to your point, I also don't know if he gets taken down by him. Fair. Because part of it, as we saw from the Gaethje Chandler fight, was Chandler couldn't take down Gaethje, you know. And Habib was easily took down Gaethje. So that to me just proved that Habib's takedowns were that elite. You know, right. He was on that level. You know, it's, it's just a different level. And Chandler's a great wrestler, you know, and he's great at takedowns himself. So to me, that was like, okay, wow, Habib really could take down whoever the fuck he wanted. You know what I mean? And Dustin being one of those guys. And unless it's some kind of trip takedown or, um, you know, to you, like you said, he gets into his guard or knocks him down. I don't know if Oliver is going to be able to get him down. You know, I really don't. Yeah. To um, so like what CY said, you know, the boxing, you know, on the feet. I, I think Dustin has a has a pretty decent advantage as far as boxing itself. I think Dustin's probably probably the best boxer in the UFC. Him wow. Max him Max Holloway and Conor McGregor, all three of them, throw him in a hat, pick one. They're the best boxer in the UFC. P- Piotr Jan also, I throw him in there too. You have to put Jan. In. Yeah, I mean, just you know, we just don't think about him because he's a smaller fucking, weight class. He's a robot, and he's a robot. He's a fucking robot. He is. So to me, I think I think it's pretty close, but I think Dustin is the, he's definitely the stronger boxer, and he's definitely the more technical boxer. Oliver's last loss. Oh my god, 2017. Hold on, uh, 2017 featherweight knockout. Uh, Paul Felder. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I, was, I just wanted to see it. I didn't know who it was. So Paul Felder's the GOAT by, by association. Though. Yeah, Paul. By association. Then. Knock, knocks him out. And then he went on to submit like six people in a row. <laughs> and then he's been on this fight win streak, which has been insane. Yeah. And I, I think Dustin, uh, the X factor, as I said, we haven't talked about it. Dustin's got all the heart in the world. You can't fucking coach Dustin's heart, baby. There's, there's nothing, there is no UFC fighter that has Dustin Poirier's heart. Um, so I like Dustin to get the job done here. I, I'm thinking a third round TKO. Love it. Eh, maybe a second round, honestly. We're on, I, we're on par then. Yeah, I think he's going to get it done. I, I really do. I, and I and I respect Oliveri. I think he's a dude. I think he can go on to have a great career. I think he can beat a lot of guys. Um, he has earned everyone's respect. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, mine included because I didn't think he was going to be, beat Kevin Lee two years ago when they fought, you know, and he did. And then we thought Tony Ferguson, oh, Tony Ferguson, he's not going to beat Charles, uh, Charles Oliveira, or he is going to, and then Oliveira dominates his ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now we're fans, and now we get it. But I just think Dustin's another level. As you said right now, I think he's peaking at the right time. This is the quote-unquote best version of Dustin Poirier, 
And I think he gets it done round two, round three. Fuck yeah. I don't know. I, I, I truly, to see Wise point, I don't know how Oliveira wins a decision here. I mean, if it's on the feet, you must think he's just going to take him down at will then. Not at will, but enough to where he doesn't let Dustin get back up. Mm. But you know what's crazy, crazy is Michael Chandler did get up. I mean, Charles Oliveira had his back from but also, rear naked. But yeah. I also think that Oliveira's going to strike better than people think. He's, he's, meh. But I think Dustin's so powerful on his feet. Like, he is. And that is the I difference. I think Oliveira's going to find out real quick he doesn't want to stand. Because I think that's part of the difference. Well, we we talk happen. about the Holloway fight. We talked about it a couple times is how you beat a really technical boxer and kind of how we talked about Josh Emmett beating Shane Burgos was because he, he brought technical boxing and then you bring just fucking power. You know, I mean, you stun that guy and you're like, holy fuck. Yeah. I don't want to get hit with many more of those. Yeah. You know what I mean? 16 ounce glove. Exactly. Like these are fucking hands. So that's where I think, you know, Poirier has a, has the advantage is the power, the strength. And I think he gets it done just big by, by being more physical. And I think Dustin kind of cements his legacy. Yeah. On and Saturday. I think he's going to use that, that front kick that was so uh, successful against Connor to kind of keep, you know, Charles away from really kind of shooting in a lot either. <laughs> I'm I'm starting to get emotionally invested that Dustin wins now. Like I really want him to win. I already laid it. Like, and I don't want to get emotional about betting, but like I want to. But I'm like, because Charles Oliveira is so dangerous. Like we have to acknowledge that. Like True. the guy could, the guy could obviously submit him, and the guy could obviously knock him out. Like, and that's what worries me about this fight about laying the money on Dustin. I mean, minus one sixty, I'd almost say is actually a generous line for from a betting perspective for Poirier too. Like yeah. when you think about it, I mean. The way he's looked in his last fights, minus 200 isn't out of the question. All right. Wow. To to end, let me get a parlay from you. Let me get one. I need one. Okay. I don't care who listens. I, I want one. Let me see. Give me... What do you want? Like a five five give me, legs? Give me, a, give, five me no, legs? give me a three. Can't miss. It's tough. Give you some value. Give me under one and a half tied to Evos and Augusta oh, Sakai. Shoey, do we see a shoey? Yeah. Oh, okay. I want a shoey so bad. So bad. You see a shoey. Okay. Um, give me the. Give me Dustin. Because uh, I want. Oh, yeah. I'm going to throw Dustin in there for you. And uh, give me Ryan Hall via submission. Ooh, is Ryan Hall on the early prelims? Yes, he is. The Wizard, Where? Derek Minner, Ryan Hall. Oh, that's fucking tight. That, I, that, love that Ryan. Fight also, I love Ryan Hall. <laughs> that fight also is at two and a half. That fight is for sure going under. Someone yeah. is getting submitted in that fight, and it's going to be Derek Minner getting submitted by Ryan Hall, probably tearing his knee apart. So Jesus. you're saying under that fight? Under. Under in the shoey? Yeah. Because we get a shoey. Yeah, you get a shoey. Because he knocks him out. Yeah. And then Dustin. Dustin. Tight. All right. All right, that's Total Generous Podcast. We have what do you what do you think about Dustin retiring after this fight? Oh shit. A lot of people are saying it. He's made it clear that he's made enough money after Poirier. He's got a family, he's got his baby girl. If he wins, he doesn't. If he loses, he does. I think opposite. Like I I know I know why you're saying that, but they're gonna they're he's, gonna he's gonna pull Khabib, win it, and then say oh, off yeah. in the sunset. No. That would suck. That would suck. That would suck. So I don't think he's in retirement. Here's my other question. Where do you rank these guys in the lightweight division right now? One, two. Like, you think this is the best matchup? Oh, 100%. Yeah, no, they did it right. They did it right this time. Because here's what I like about, like, the UFC, for all its bold, like, the Juliana Pena, Amanda Nunes, we don't agree with that, and that's fine. But what I will say is, like, Usman Covington, that's one and two. Yeah. St- uh, Adesanya and Whitaker, that's one and two. We get that soon, right? We get that in February, February, which I'm all in. Okay. We get Ngannou gone. You know, we get like these really good ones. So my question is, you know, like, are these guys one and two? This yes. this was perfectly done. Oh, I can't wait. This was perfectly done. I thought I was more excited for Usman Covington, and I might have been, but this is right up there with me. And I mean, Dana already said Gaethje gets the winner. Yeah. Which I'm fucking hyped for too. Fade Gaethje. I know who Cody. I know who Cody. <laughs> Whoever wins this fight, fade. Co- we have to have a Cody hate list for the UFC. He hates so many UFC guys. I do hate a lot of guys. <laughs> That'll be a good list. You know who I don't hate? Hats off to Clay Guida. 
Oh my God, did you watch that fight? Yeah. He was getting yeah. fucking dominated in round one. Yeah. I, I had fucking Leonardo Santos, of course, huge. And Clay Guida <laughs> sub out of fucking hell. That guy, rear the, naked. the go. That guy Clay never did. stopped. You see what he did after? Called out uh, Nate Diaz. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, we didn't get sound. Hey. Uh, well, he didn't do it in the We were about to end the episode the and we're just after. fucking keep going. But here's the funniest part is Clay Guida beat Nate Diaz back in the day. So that's why he's saying like, hey, was that, you want to avenge this fucking loss? It was like loss? 2002? Oh, wait. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Dude, that was on my top fights ever. That was just a fucking war. Yeah. I well, mean, told, yeah, whatever. Right. Keep fading him, though. He'll, he'll, he keeps losing. All right. Tolo Jenner's podcast. Hey, but real, I'm just kidding. What? Go we ahead. got a big no, pay-per-view. I was, I was making a joke. <laughs> Here we go. We're out. Later, boys.